0: So, we continue to explore this uh, book of Romans, chapter 5, from a wider angle at the moment. You remember, we're looking at Romans 5, and where Paul says that as through one man's offense, that is uh, Adam's offense, judgment came to all men, in other words, sin and condemnation and death resulting in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteous act, that is Jesus Christ, of course, the free gift came to all. Men resulting in justification of life. Paul is teaching here the salvation of all mankind as the year mankind went under the judgment of sin and death, so the world will go under the judgment of righteousness and life in Jesus Christ. Now, many Christians, most Christians, find this impossible to believe and even a heresy. But I want to assure you that that Paul is not talking uh, uh, just out of the blue. He's not... uh, conjuring something up from his own mind. He's talking from history. He's talking from the Old Testament and uh, the promises of God and the uh, prophecies, all that come together in this great message that he has for us in Romans chapter 5. And so I showed you the other day how uh, Paul uh, has in mind, and obviously the, uh, the sheep and the goats, that God is going to work with the goats as well as the sheep. I showed you the other day as well, that God is working with the elect, that the elect are not simply a few, a remnant, but they are ultimately the whole human race that have been elected. And uh, today, and because I want I want to point this out, because some people will be saying, well, Corin just deals with the book of Romans, he doesn't deal with the whole Bible, and if he did, he would realize that uh, he's, he's misinterpreting Romans. But... Uh, Look now at another point, uh, the issue of uh, the fire and brimstone. You know, what about the the lake of fire and the fire and brimstone? Let me read this to you. It's from Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Therefore, wait for me, says the Lord, until the day I rise up for plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms, to pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger, all my All the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Well, now, goodness, that sounds utterly irrevocable and final and devastating, and the end, doesn't it? Well, let's read the next bit, but I'll read it it again for you to get the connection. Therefore wait for me, says the Lord, until the day I rise up for plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms, to pour on them all my indignation, all my fierce anger, and all all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they all may call on the name of the Lord to serve of the Lord with one accord. This is what Paul is understanding. This is what we need to understand: that the judgments do not end in destruction, to the, in the sense of final death, and hell. They are redemptive judgments. So, you see, we look at the fire and brimstone in that way. It's with this understanding. Well, let me just make four points on that uh, particular verse we've looked at. It is the final judgment scene. Zephaniah is, 3 verses 8 and 9, because the revelation of God's jealousy is before all kingdoms. It is an argument, a controversy, God's indignation, anger and jealousy and the nation's shame. It, is, it implies that God's arguments prevail because the earth are, is devoured by it. And then there is the final resolution, a world transformed speaking the language of faith and devotion to God. All that you get from Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. It's this understanding, you see, that the nations come to know that God is the Lord and that God will restore to the peoples a pure language after being devoured by his jealousy that we get a clearer understanding of what fire and brimstone is. Look, in Ezekiel 38, verse 22, it says, "'I will bring him,' that is, the nations of Gog,' Gog and Magog, you remember, uh, both uh, mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and Revelation, the last uh, chapter, isn't it? 21, I think, not 22. Um, I will bring him, the nations of Gog, to judgment with pestilence and bloodshed. I will rain down on him, on his troops and on the many peoples who are with him, flooding rain, great hailstone, fire and brimstone. Now, debate has swirled around whether these terms are literal or figurative, but they miss the point. The question is rather, what is the term fire and brimstone describing and what does it accomplish? What is the intent of what's being said by this term? Does fire and brimstone describe the end or the process, the termination of events or the unfolding of them? Is fire and brimstone what happens when all assessments of right and wrong are settled and duly appointed judgments are pronounced, followed by execution? Is that the fire and brimstone, the execution itself? Or is it the pandemonium, the turmoil, the clash of wills, minds finally facing, the blazing, shocking reality of God in all his glory, the crushing realization of human sin, the melting revelation of God's glory, and the utterly overwhelming relief and joy over God's mercy which brings restoration? Is that the fire and brimstone? And I want to say to you that a careful reading of Ezekiel 38 and 39, do it yourself, get your Bible out, Ezekiel 38 and 39, makes it evident that pestilence, hail, floods, and fire and brimstone is language used to describe, now listen, the convulsing process of God's total persuasive unveiling of himself to the world and mankind's traumatic collapse in the face of it a preparatory state for their redemption take the reference to fire and brimstone taking that reference you see A fire and brimstone as a terminating of the issues of the final judgment rather than a description of the drama as it is being played out misses the essence of the final judgment. Obviously, if God is revealing his consuming, fiery jealousy to the world, he wants to be heard. That's Ezekiel 36, verse 6, 38, verses 18 and 19, and Zephaniah 3, 8. And certainly if the nations are moving in to attack him and the city, you remember Gog and Magog in Revelation 21, uh, 20, rather, and the city, they think they have a cause, no matter how delusional it is. The idea that God is simply going to terminate them with fire and brimstone, literal, hardly boosts his case. The final judgment involves God and the nation stating their grievances, Remember Psalm 50? He has an argument with the nations. His jealousy, for instance, over their idolatry has to be made clear. (laughs) Their jealousy over God's seeming favoritism uh, for Israel has to be brought into the light. The reasonableness of God's jealousy has to be explained and how it revolts him. Um, that The nations uh, choose idols instead of him. They must discover how God has baited them by revealing his mercy to others. God has to reveal how their resistance to him is wrapped up in a suppressed longing for him, which is why he baited them in the first place. They must be shown how the folly of their idolatries has led to self-inflicted ruin, And God's actions of him giving them over to the results of their suppression of him was not an abandonment, but an act of loving wrath against evil, which brought them to an end of themselves to prepare them for his mercy. There is a devastation, a devastation and torment in the presence of so much glory and lost opportunity that brings a keenly painful longing for the kingdom of God as the only place of safety and peace. You see, God's bringing people to that in the final judgment. And beyond this, the painful longing for the kingdom of God as the only place, as I just said, of safety. And then they look upon the Lamb whose eyes are like seven eyes sent out into all the earth. You remember Revelation 5.13, peering into the empty souls of every man and woman with the tantalizing warmth of life and love waiting for a welcome. All of these issues and more are absorbed into the engulfing language of fire and brimstone, which becomes the expression of the cataclysmic revealing of the glory of God to the world. Clearly, there is... There are more layers to knowing that God is the Lord than meets the eye, far more than the showering down of Pompeii-like boulders that could uh, could ever accomplish. The complexity of knowing certainly is described by fire and brimstone, but it is not a literal thing. It cannot be if God is to resolve all these issues in the judgment. So, you see, we must understand that the judgment is redemptive have you noticed or did you notice that they that the nations who come under the foreign judgment walk into the city of god in revelation 22 where did they come from They came from the fire and brimstone, which was the massive revelation of the glory of God in the presence of the massive revelation of the sinfulness of humankind that brings them to an end of their hope, an end of their resources, an end of themselves, a despair of their humanity which brings them to a revelation of the need of God's mercy. And this is where Paul says in Romans 11, verse 32, that he's going to have mercy on everyone. So this is what we are looking at and what Paul is understanding when he speaks as he does. He's not speaking off the cuff. He's not going off on a tangent. He's not going off the deep end. He is pulling all Scripture together and helping us to understand what the atoning work of Jesus Christ has done for the world. It is the message of behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, the world, and therefore it brings the world to a revelation of the slain lamb so that faith may be given to each man and woman. God is able to do that. Faith is not a choice of humanity. It is a gift of God, and it is given when the world and humanity has been been brought to an end of itself. And believe me, and I assure you, God is able to bring the world to an end of itself in order to look to him for his mercy. Now, on an individual basis, realize what this means for you. You may have been in turmoil all your life, struggling with addictions, difficulties, being able to believe and wondering whether you will ever make it to the kingdom, be assured that God, through the grace of Jesus Christ, is bringing every man to shore, every woman and child to shore, because he is the faithful shepherd of the sheep and the goats. Thanks for listening today, everyone. Colin Cook here and how it, happen, ha- how it Happens, my program that you're listening to. You can hear it on your smartphone any time of the day or night. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com and key in How It Happens with Colin Cook when you get there. You can hear it on the radio, too. Uh, to K- uh, K- that's KLTT, AM 670 are the call letters, uh, at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning in the den. Colorado areas and the surrounding states. I wonder if you would consider a donation. Please send it to FaithQuest, faithquestradio.com. Thanks so much. I appreciate all your support. That's faithquestradio.com. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.